on to another episode of Culture Sports and Colts gave a donut to the Texans. Regardless what the record is, a donut is a donut. And I'm going to a bye week, my head high and very proud of the Colts, what they've been doing so far. And the Eagles, Lamont, is it a possible QB controversy? Possible. Oh, it's been it's been been a QB controversy since we left. We traded once. <laughs> All right, and before we got a great great show, let's watch some NBA. You know, Damian Litter coming out with some wild suggestion of a player he was to play with. I was pretty, you know, not expecting that at all. But we'll talk about that later on. And before we start, this guy Lamont, where can they find you at? Find me at Facebook at Lamont Phillips. All right. And please hit that subscribe button and be part of the culture game. Wise, you know, we're growing every single day. And thank you to all you guys who's been subscribing and watching as well, too. So starting with the Colts, Lamont, guess what we did? Guess what we did? We ran the goddamn ball. (laughs) We gave the best player in the NFL the ball. We ran for over 145 yards. He had two touchdowns. This is his 10 consecutive game with a touchdown, which is the first time a player done that since one of my favorite uh, running backs of all time, the Damian Thomason in 2004. I know I don't believe 2004, I believe 2006 when he won the MVP. Also, we we tied a wreck with the Colts. The last person to do that with the Colts was uh, Lenny Moore back in the early 70s, a little before my time. But I, I know a little bit of my history when it comes to the Colts. Also, Jonathan Taylor has been you know phenomenal in it during his this stretch right now with these games. We have over rushing over 100 yards. Also. We're 10 and 0 when we get when he has over 100 rushing yards. It didn't feel right because even though he had 145 yards, it we felt like Jonathan Taylor could have had a better game. It's just that Texas give him credit. They play uh, some good defense. The first uh first play of the game, they go for play action. And what it reminded me of was a few weeks ago Sunday day when uh, the 49ers were running play action us a lot. And I'm like, oh my God, because the Colts for some reason can't stop running quarterbacks or mobile quarterbacks, I'll say. Tyron Taylor, first play of the game, throws an inter- interception to the sideline to Kenny Moore. I was like, so this is what we're going with in this game. Let's go, baby. Also to a test, I believe the Colts are already at 28 turnovers for the year, which leads the NFL. And I believe the Colts as a defensive whole unit said that this year they want to get at least 40 turnovers. We still have five games left. There are more, possibly, possibly eclipse that within, within the year end because, you know, due to the, having that extra game. And then, Lamont. Your boy again, Darius Leonard. Another force fumble in this game. I'm like, yo, my God, this man is a is a turnover machine. Like he perfected the the, the Tillman, uh, Peanut Tillman punching out the ball, and also we get another interception in the game, which I believe they have. I believe two or three turnovers in the game, and then we they Texas decided to bench Tyron Taylor. Both quarterbacks couldn't get into a rhythm. We we played, you know. We coach could have came out flat in this game, you know, coming off a um a big time loss, you know, with the Buccaneers because they could have been flat like damn, like we had the champs, you know what I mean? They could have came to this week, like you know what, like damn, we're still depressed from last week and just laid a goose egg and you know how the Texans beat us, you know, the divisional games, regardless of what your record is, they could always come back, you know, and and beat you. But Colts had it in them and who man, the, I think it was our first shutout game, I believe, since 2018, where we um shut out the um Dallas Cowboys. And I believe it was our <laughs> our first shot on the road, I believe, since maybe the 70s or 80s. So it's been a long time. And also to attest to this offense, well, the running game as well. So this is our seventh game this year with 30-plus points. The last time we did that as a Colts team, 
2009, which is my set, my second favorite um, Colts team of all time. Lamont, you don't have to be in that player up. I know what happened in that Super Bowl, so we need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to this, like, how are we getting these 30 points? Yes, it's John Taylor as well, but it's also the play of Carson Wentz. He elevated the Colts to, to you know, another, le- another level that Philip Rivers is going to do last year with mobility. Once again, Carson Wentz didn't have, you know, that spectacular game. He had over 100, maybe, I'm going to say, I can't remember exactly, but almost 120 yards passing yards. It wasn't really for him, and it was more about John Taylor feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, feeding him. I don't know if you saw the clip last week when Quentin Nelson went up to Frank Wright. He told Frank, like, he's hungry, man. He's hungry. He's the best running back in the game. Give him the ball. And guess what we did? We gave him the ball last week, you know, with the Buccaneers the last drive. He scored. But I'm here to talk about what happened last week. Also, while I was watching the game, the 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 announcers were saying that, oh, the Colts are going to have to, you know, step it up because the, the past game hasn't been all that. You know, Carson Winston, you know, just trying to, like, belittle him in a type of way because he's been averaging, I think, almost 150 yards for the past three games. I'm like, no, he's doing what there's asked for him. They just give the ball, don't turn on the ball, like, Carson Wentz can easily give you a 400 game if you truly wanted to. Like, don't don't mis, misinterpret that, that he hasn't thrown up passing yards. Like, you no, know, it has been extremely high for the past, you know, first few weeks of the season. We're balanced now. There's no reason for Carson to be 400. Remember, we're almost in every game this year, so the Carson Wentz isn't really playing from behind a lot. It's just, you know, sometimes play calling, you know, it's called for the passing, and sometimes it's called for running. You just got to play to your strength. And for, for, for the announcers to be like, oh, man, we're going to be struggling with playoffs when it comes to passing the ball, I'm like, Carson threw the ball. I think he, I think he had 395 yards against the Buccaneers. We're gonna we're gonna be okay. And a test to Lamont said earlier before we started the show, like I believe Carson has to play like, I think a few more snaps next week, and the Eagles get their first round pick. I'm okay with that. As a coach organization, and for the fans who don't understand, is like they came in expecting Carson Wentz to play the entire year. We're not gonna give up a first round pick. Like, you know, Carson, give us a solid eight games, and we'll be good. No, we gave a first round pick to get a generational quarterback. In which we got, as of right now, Colts won the won the, won the first uh, first round uh, pick this year in the 2022 draft. We got Carson Wentz, and this how last year we traded first round pick for DeForest Buckner. We'll, we'll be okay. And Carson Wentz right now, after this year, he's definitely you know our franchise quarterback moving forward. Which is you know, it's been a long time since you know the Colts had back to back starting quarterbacks. So I think it's been since what 2016 when Angela played back to back seasons. It's been a long time. But besides that, the Colts play overall played a. a Great game, all three phases, you know, shut out the Texans. And right now we're heading to a bye week, which is, you know, dude, it's this right now it's December 7th, and we're going to the bye week in the beginning of December. I, me personally, I'm not a big fan of going to the bye week that late. I'm, I'd rather be, you know, middle of November, beginning of November, you know, we get some time to rest and you'll get ready for the next stretch of the games. But when we come back from the bye week, we got like four, like four or five games left, dude. Like, God damn. I'd rather have, you know, November. Because some teams have it, like, after the first month of September, I'm like, hell no, that's that's way too early. But it is what it is, and we're into a bye week. You know, right now, like I said, the beginning of culture sports, especially with football season, is like, let's get the injury out of the, you know, injury bug now. Let's deal with it early. And then it, it's, it kind of worked out for us, because right now we've become slowly as one of the healthy teams in the NFL, which is what it be when it comes to the playoffs. But bye week came in the perfect time for us. The Carson Wentz gets a um, rest up. Quentin Nelson's been banged up with a bad ankle. You have Jonathan Taylor more rest. Get Ty some more rest. I feel like Ty for the next five game stretch is going to show why he's still that he could be a number one receiver in the game. Why he you know he took a pay cut, you know, to become the second hand to uh, Michael Pittman Jr. But for right now, the my seven and six not something I really expected. I expect you know we expect at least be eight nine wins right now. But we've blown like I said plenty of times this year. 
blown golden opportunity this year. But we're into a bye week, Lamar, and Eagles. Huh. Talk about your Eagles, my guy. Well, you know, they decided to not have Jalen Hurts play because of an ankle injury, which I, I kind of felt was suspicious, but they waited to the last minute. <clears throat> and then, you know, it's a Minshew magic, which even, even CJ Mosley from the Jets was like, yo, like we got to watch that guy that, you know, he makes, he makes plays that where we didn't really game plan for. So basically what he said was we're game planning for a real quarterback, not a running back. Who's going to throw the ball. Uh, Minshew, man, he had a, he had a, he had a great game, uh, 20 for 25. 242 yards. I can't remember the last time I told you that my team threw for over 200 yards, bro. What was it, like five, six weeks? Easy? Terrible. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. But here's the stat that really gets me, gets my blood flowing. They gave my boy Miles Sanders the ball 24 times. A, <laughs> a buck 20, five yards per touch. Then you give Kenneth Gainwell the ball 12 times for 54 yards. That's what we need. We need that balance. We need that balance. And, and they they look way – they look great offensively. Defensively, at first, I was like, this is what we're doing. First play of the game, kickoff, they bring it back about 80 yards. I'm like, yeah, this is what we're doing today. We're going to lose to a team that's never beaten us. We're back and forth battle. It's like 21, 21-something. 21 we finally start to pull away. But Dallas Goddard, he had a – Great first half, kind of slowed down. Uh, six catches, a buck five, two touchdowns. Everything that was thrown to him, he caught. Uh, your boy, uh, Hank Basket 2.0, a.k.a. Jalen Rager, had a catch this game. I was surprised. I don't know why he's even on the field. He also had a fumble. Not surprised. The defense did have two turnovers, uh, Darius Slay, Marcus Epps. But I think the biggest point was if I'm not mistaken in the third quarter there was a point where the Jets only had the ball for about 70 seconds if I'm not mistaken they had the ball for 70 seconds and the Eagles had the ball at that point for like nine minutes um dude that's exactly matter of fact I'm looking at it here they literally had the ball for 70 seconds in the whole third quarter God damn. Uh, why all of a sudden let's run the ball with the running backs who should be running the ball? I don't know. But again, it seems like whatever the Colts are doing, the Eagles are doing. These, <laughs> as these two teams, are, they're feeding the running backs the same weeks. They're doing stupid shit the same weeks. It's similar. I mean, in that quarter alone, the Eagles had 31 plays offensively. God damn. Third, the third quarter? It's thir third quarter alone, 31 plays, and they Jeez. held the ball – for for basically 14, 14 plus minutes, 14 and, and uh, 40 some minutes. They only had the ball for 110, the Jets. They only got in three yards in that quarter and only had five plays. Um, that that was the right there. That was it. That's where like the game just, you know, it was different after that point. We scored a field goal on that drive. So we were only we were already up 24-18, but now it's 27-18. But after that, they didn't score. I felt like that was the game changer. Uh, I don't like the defensive coordinator. I don't really know what's um he doesn't he looks lost out there at times as a as a coach. And right now our weak our weakness is besides our 
that Jalen Hurts not being a real quarterback is uh, our defense is so suspect, man. I don't feel like the Jets should have been in that game with us like that. That was pretty embarrassing at first as an Eagles fan. Like, I thought for a minute, like, yeah, we're going to lose. <laughs> this is going to be the first time this team ever beats us. And I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this. But they pulled it out. Uh, at one point, Minshew was like 10 for 10 or some crazy shit, like 10 for 10. And he was, he was slinging the ball. And it's, it's what we needed for that team. First time I actually felt good once my defense tightened up a little bit that I was like, oh, maybe this team could be actually decent if they have an accurate quarterback. All right, so before we start, you know, doing our usual recap, I want to ask you three mini questions about your team. Mm. Number, number three, to what point does it get to the point that you have to – why don't they bench Jalen Rager? Is there low, low of receiver death? Like, then we have no choice but to play him. Like, it has to be some reason for him to keep playing, at least especially back-to-back bad games. Why do, you, why do you think they haven't benched him yet? Well, first of all, let's, let's be clear, Kev. He had, like, six bad games. <laughs> What, what people – listen, I, I'm going to be honest with you because there's no point of lying. Um, he's basically – it's oh, you always have an extra runner on the field then. Um, and basically he's leading the team in rushing because they're not giving the running backs the ball. So now you have to remember we just gave up Wentz for this kid. So if we don't – force feed him down people's throats Howie as a GM is gone that's what he how he's thinking about his job um you you traded for Minshew in the offseason why did he not get snaps into the Lions game or some stupid shit like Jalen's been playing bad I've been telling you like he's not QB short answer is how he's trying to keep his job because our receivers you seen uh Smith last week when he when he when he didn't get the ball, he threw his helmet. When when we were losing and he's not we're not running the ball, he he came out he in the tunnel. He said, "Run the fucking ball." At the end of the day, we have Miles Sanders. He's healthy and giving the ball top ten back. He could run and he could catch. Not a lot of backs can catch. He can catch the ball. Why they're not feeding him the ball? Why we're not going deep when you trade uh, when you cut Fogum, who was your big body? receiver you trade Ertz another big body receiver Goddard's not built like that he, he he's he's good but he's not really built like that he's not an Ertz you see Ertz is outshining him now you got Quez Watkins he's like a buck 25 you got bum ass Rager he's about however much he weighs he's trash don't matter and then you got Smith who's like a buck 25 these receivers are meant to be thrown the ball deep why you got a quarterback that can't throw it more than 50 yards? How we don't want to get fired. <laughs> All right. So my last question is next game, whoever you guys play first quarter, Jalen Hurts is struggling. The fans are going crazy. Do you pull the plug and put um, Gardner back in there? It depends whose call that is. If it's Howie's call, no. Howie's letting him rock out. I feel like a, a report had came out actually not too long ago before the in, the injury. This is why I found out it was funny he was injured because Jeffrey Lurie's the report is sick of Jalen and the way he's been playing. But Howie is uh, on the other side of the fence, like, oh, I see the potential. And Lurie's like, eh, I don't see it no more. I listen to you. I, I don't see it. So 
if I'm Nick, I'm not even starting Jalen. Why would you start Jalen after that game Minshew had? To me, it's you ride the hot hand, right? He showed you he could still ball in the NFL, right? Wait until he has a bad game before you switch back because that dynamic looked very good, in my opinion. But what do I know? <laughs> All right, so we're going to move to our usual recap. We'll go through each game, give you know, our, our best takes of each um, what happened this past week. I got some picks right. I got some picks wrong. And one of them, I'm, I'm pissed even to this day right now. But we'll start off with a Thursday night. We got Cowboys and Saints. Me and you, I believe we both picked the Saints to win this game just because, you know, I just don't believe the Cowboys in December, but they beat a battered down Saints. Kamara, I think, wasn't out. He was ruled out of the game being the day a day before the game. So right, right when I saw that, I'm like, oh, man, that, that's pretty much it. And I think like, Zeke got hurt in this game or something like that. I think totally, totally, Tony Pollard was just, you know, showing that he's probably the best running back in the Cowboys right now. Cowboys win 27-17. Yeah, we both picked the Saints. I mean – I mean, Cowboys got their weapons back. Uh, you said 27-17, correct? Yeah. Yeah, not impressed. Even even with that win, they should be nervous. You had your, your basically healthy team, and that's what you beat the Saints by, who are battered up. With Taysom Hill at quarterback, he threw four interceptions. You only win by that much. Pitiful. That offense is, is not what we thought it was. Definitely not. Next, we got Buccaneers and Falcons. I believe we both picked the Buccaneers to win this game. It's, and plus... It's December. Tom Brady doesn't lose in December. This is when he gets – this is when he gets – he elevates his game to another level. I believe he had four touchdowns in this game. One interception was a pick six. I think Godwin went off. And Gronk has been playing fantastic ball for the past two weeks. I feel like they do what they, what they did with the NBA, you know, with LeBron, James, and Duncan. They rested Gronk for the beginning of the year. You know, just Gronk, take, take some time off. And I mean, I know you're, you're bad at some injuries. Come back 100%. And right now, he destroyed the Colts. Like, with a, he destroyed the Colts last week with a 100-plus year game. And he had a good game against the Falcons. This duo, I believe they have now 90 touchdowns together, which is second all time behind Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, who have 112. And they'll break that soon. I believe he has the most uh, – if he got a 100-yard game, I'm pretty sure now he uh, is tied for Tony Gonzalez with 31 100-yard games for a tight end then. Because he said he was he said he was, he was was going for that record. God damn. That was his word, yeah. All right, we got probably – the second best team in the NFC, the Cardinals basically destroying the Bears. The, the Deshaun, um, Deshaun, DeAndre Hawkins was dealing with, with a hamstring injury. I feel like the, the Cardinals wanted to get to a, a, an early lead so they could rest their players, which they did. And the Bears this year, I thought when they traded for a Khalil Mack that, you know what I mean, they would solidify themselves as, you know, a great defense, you know, a team that's going to be moving forward from the year to come out. I believe that year when they when they traded for uh, Khalil Mack, they went 12-4. and four. So I'm like, all right. The Bears can be averaging nine to 12 wins every year in, year out. And then ever since that season, they've just been crashing and crashing. And right now, once again, they got another fire, fire another coach, and real, build, real building mode again for the fourth time in this past decade. Well, the, the previous decade. I just want to say this. When you lose faith in the coach, everything looks terrible. They have no faith in their coach, and that's what you get. Uh, look at – um. Look at how the Eagles played last year. Even though Wentz balled out, you see, and I will tell you, like this team is they they are they he lost them. Remember, we would talk about it. Nah, Doug lost them. You lose a team, that's what happens. Go ahead, trade Khalil Mack to another team, and I guarantee you, he balls out. Matter of fact, come on, bring him down, <laughs> bring him down. <laughs> All right, next we got Chargers and Bengals. I believe I picked the Bengals last week, and the, the Chargers 
No, I picked no, you the pick char- Chargers. I picked, I picked you Chargers. pick Chargers. I pick Bengals. You and Chargers put an ass whooping on the Bengals, and I needed that to help me out for the playoff implications. So thank you, Chargers. But before you go, Lamont, one thing about the Chargers, they're, they're too inconsistent for me. One year, I mean, one year, one week they like one of the best teams in the NFL. One week they like one of the worst and the the worst teams in the NFL. So right now they're a fifth out team week in week out. I'm not really going to talk to the Chargers too much because this team should have – they should be the number one seed in the AFC with what they show you when they play good. But it's like you said, this NFL season has been so inconsistent, it's embarrassing. It's re- it really is. Like, we talk, talk about it every week. It's Teams are playing – like, Saints laid an egg this week, right? Next week they're going to go off. It's just how they – it's – Chargers kicked their ass, though. It's pretty – they made it – Bengals made a close game. Uh, Chargers jumped out 14 early. Boom, Bengals come back. Joe Mixon, big fumble to start the third, and after that, game over. One thing with the Bengals, they, they probably – I, I think they, they might miss the playoffs this year, but they're still a young team, so they're still trying to figure it out. This is still year two in the partner Joy um, era, so I think year three is when they're going to get that – take the next level and become that contending team in AOC. So just in due time, it's not their time yet. There's a team that's learning and growing still. So it's going to happen, growing pings. Yeah, there's just a few pieces away from being a top contender. <sighs> this game. I actually watched the game after the Colts beat the Texans. I was like, let me put on the Vikings and Lions game, you know, because I'm always thinking the Vikings one o'clock game. I'm, I think the Vikings scored, I think, with one minute left. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Lions are drive down. What are they going to do? They're going to probably throw a pick six or throw an interception to win this game. And the Lions start driving down the field, driving down the field, driving down the field. Committal penalty. I think believe it's six or six or four seconds left. I think they're in, in, like, in the 10-yard line. And I'm like, they're about to pull this shit off. And guess what happens? Jared Goff throws the game-winning touchdown, and the Lions stadium goes berserk. And I'm like, it felt like they won the Super Bowl. If you if you watch that game and how they celebrated, that crowd went crazy. And I'm like, man, like Vikings, Mike Zimmerman. Guess what? You're fired after this year. I feel like, I feel like me personally, the first team that was give give up that win to the Lions was gonna lose the head head coaching job. And guess who it happened to Mike Zimmerman and Kirk Cousins? I think he's gonna be done after this year with the, the Vikings. And I feel like next year the Vikings will go into another rebuilding process again. That's it, it. It's tough, and I think I said this before. Aaron Rodgers to the Vikings. I said that before. Uh, don't be surprised. I think the Lions fans went into a, a uproar just off of the fact that there was like five or six games that this team should have won. They should. They should easily be. Let's say take away six wins. Four. They could easily be a seven win team. But instead, they're one ten and one. Now remember, they almost beat the Steelers, who have the league leader in sacks and T.J. Watt, who missed two games. So it's like this team isn't really trash. They've just been having horrible luck. <laughs> and this is what I say about the Vikings: why I don't pick them. This is why. Prime example: can't trust them. Yeah. Next game, we got Giants and Dolphins. Uh, two teams that were heading the right direction. And Lamont again, Dolphins with another win, four straight in, in a row. Right now, I think Danny Dines is out for this game. And I read yesterday, I believe he's looking at next specialist. If that's happening, guess what? He's probably done for the year. 
And back to the Dolphins. Lamar, we talked about this last week. Colts are winning football games. Dolphins are winning football games. At one point, you had a three number ones in the top 10. And I, and slowly by little, week by week, it's calling it up. It's calling it up. Mm-hmm. And like I told you before last week, don't be surprised if the Dolphins don't lose a game this year. Because like last year, they, I think, really, they started slow and they ended up on fire. And I feel like the same thing happened again. Maybe it's just one of those teams that they could, everything comes together too late for them. And right now, it's happening again. And they, four games, one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Yeah, but you say if they don't lose another game, they're 10 and seven, they're a playoff team. I don't see them winning four more games. I do see them being hot, and I'm picking them for now on so they can start losing. Um, they're on a five-game win streak, they started one and seven, which is great. That, that's a crazy stat. Shout out to them. They're balling. But I did tell you before, that team is great. And actually, with the Colts, Eagles, and Dolphins winning, I'm okay with that in a sense because if he – if he, I mean, how he's going to fuck up the picks anyway. I'd rather you fuck up later picks than early picks. I mean, look at the last late pick we had, who we got stuck with. We got stuck with Jalen Rager when Justin Jefferson was on the board. So at this point, shout out to the Dolphins, keep winning. Shout out to the Colts, keep winning. Shout out to Eagles, keep winning. I don't care. Just give me the end picks. <laughs> Next, we got Eagles and Jets. I don't know. For, for more reason, I don't know why I picked the Jets. I, I don't know. I just made it because of the bad play call of the week. The Eagles did the week before. I was like, ah, maybe my reset again. And my dumbass. I like my 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 head said the Jets, but my heart said pick the guy the Eagles. Like, they're a much better team than the Jets for what reason? I don't, I don't know why I did it. Then I saw I, I see I see it probably that too. I see I see Gardner getting <laughs> a starting quarterback. And I'm like maybe Nick Sirianni might open a playbook more for Gardner, which he did, and it, it it looked like a complete total different offense in the way it was being run at the beginning of the season, and it got me thinking like off that one game alone. The Eagles are more motivated now to get a pure pocket passer just to see what Nick Sirianni's Rogers. <laughs> what Nick Sirianni's offense can truly be because right now it looked truly magnificent. Like sweet, over over hundred yards um passing. You had eleven straight completions. Like this offense can you know be something really really dangerous. And, you know with a great quarterback and right there, Jalen Hurts not looking so good for you, man. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna see some a, a, a good factor a, a key. Situation is going to happen with the Eagles after this uh, recap, but pay, stay tuned for that. Uh, All right, next we got uh, Colts and Texans, 31-0. Ready to talk about my wonderful win? What's your thoughts on that game? This wonderful win. Okay, relax, buddy. <laughs> for uh, Let's shout out the Colts, though, on a serious note. This is y'all first shutout win since 1992 on the road. On the road. That's big, uh, especially – I mean, it, it was – we knew it was unfair. It's like I told you, if y'all lose this game, then your season was over. I didn't think you were going to lose, but I picked you guys to win. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor, it's – it's with our teams, it's always the same. Do they give the best player on players on the team the ball? And they did. And then fucking Darius Leonard over here, he wants to keep punching the ball out. Like, first <laughs> of all, he needs to relax before he gets a fucking charge. They're going to start saying he's abusing these players. Like, you can't be embarrassing grown men like that, bro. Every week. What is that? Like, he almost has 10. Right? Really, come he's, on, he's man. 10 or 11. Like, just come on, man. You, that, you <laughs> put more. And that's how many games you play, bro. You can't come on, bro. He might he might end up with almost 20 forced fumbles. Because the way he's going, it's, it's probably in it. Oh, if, if they really want to reach 40, 
in his head now is I'm punching everything. He's <laughs> going to start just punch. Like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Shout out to Colts. Great win. Well, one thing I'm going to test to it, it's going to sound a little biased, but I feel like even though it's year two, I feel like Jonathan Taylor could easily be the second best running back in Colts history or probably third behind Marshall Fogg, Andrew James. And now you can put up Jonathan Taylor up there. Before, you, I used to put up Joseph Adai, who was, which was a great running back in the day for us. And I feel like Jonathan Taylor was, is a way better player than Joseph Adai. And he's a way better player than Trent Richardson. <laughs> so I feel like maybe within the next two or three years of Jonathan Taylor is up, you know, this production staying high, he's become one of the best running backs in Colts history. Wait, so who's your top Colts running back ever? Edwin James. And you're saying he's already better than Marshall Falk's time with you and all that? Uh, I would say another year or two, he'll, he'll pass Marshall Falk. Okay, okay. With, the Colts, with, the, with his being time with the Colts, not with the Rams. Totally different story. No, no, no. I'm just talking about with the Rams. With the, with, I mean, the fucking Colts. The Colts. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, whoa, did Kev, Kev forget Falk played there for a while? Yeah. Right now, I, I got JT <laughs> as number three of all time for the Colts. Number three for me was Joseph Adai, but Jonathan Taylor is way better player than Joseph Adai. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, next we got Washington and Raiders. I need a Washington to win this game, and they pull it off for me. And I need the Raiders to lose. So, for, like I said before, for playoff implications, thank you, Washington. And right now, Washington is the seventh seed in the NFL. Dude, Lamont, we talk like I feel like we talk every week. Oh man, they blew they blew this game. Like the, the Washington has so much potential to be a great football team. And man, they're the seventh seed right now. NFL is just, this year has been beyond crazy. And it's crazy to say Washington, the seventh seed. Um sometimes you gotta take big losses for your team to get it together and losing Chase Young, it, it, it made this team get closer. Uh, we yes, spoke yes. on it. Um, and I, and I, I said Heineke was the quarterback they needed. I just think now he's more uh, accommodated to the team. They gelled more and um, pardon me. Um, this team is a team you gotta watch out for now. Uh, we've been saying it. Even though it's only a, a you know it's a, com a comeback win because you know you hit a field goal late, wins like this are what make you a championship team. This is why you see Detroit one in ten and not ten and one or whatever you want to, however you want to spin it. Uh, this is a team that in the playoffs they can knock a lot of teams out. So they should, and if they make it in, a lot of teams should be scared. All right, next we got um, Jaguars and Rams. Well, I, 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 you know what? I like to be funny, make you guys laugh. I'm going to be serious with my picks from now on. I don't know why the hopping grind man. Grind man is a horrible quarterback, I mean, a horrible head coach. Uh, like I said before, Trevor Lawrence is speaking out that he's not happy with the front office, how they've been moving with the team. So expect, expect big changes coming this all season. Right now, the Rams beat the living shit out of the um the Jaguars. This is the first win since they got Ron Miller and OBJ. OBJ had a touchdown. He I don't know if you saw the, the celebration when he had the uh, self-arrival thing. Oh, yeah. I was like, dope, dope, dope. And OBJ looks happy out there. They they gave him the ball and he was open. Go, go Rams. Listen, I told you, don't disrespect them. One. Two, this is why I told you I would have loved OBJ on the Eagles because he is always open. Do not get, get it mistaken. He's always open when happy. As soon as he's one of them players with a light switch on and off, he gets unhappy. You see a different player. Unfortunate, but you know, still he's still living off of that one amazing catch. So I still need to see something from that man. All right, next we have Raven and Steelers. I picked the Steelers to win this game, man. For what reason? The Ravens were, were playing, you know, cocky. 
They wanted to go for the two-point conversions to win this game right away and not go to overtime. You should have took the safe bet, go to overtime, and, you know, most likely the Ravens are probably going to win that game. And I need the Ravens to win this game for more playoff implications. But, damn, John Harbaugh, he, he, he's a phenomenal coach. I, I love him as a coach. And, you know, I'm going to ride him because, you know, me. He, he put the ball. He's like, Lamar, what you want to do? You want to go for two? You want to go for the field goal? He was like, let me go for two. And Lamar just threw the pass too, too far out, so I think, with Mark An Andrews. Inch. And right there, because he was he was going in, there was guarantee him going in to score that touchdown with a two point conversion. It didn't work out, and um, still the Ravens still the number one seed in the, in the AFC North, so it doesn't really mean much. And the Steelers, and another rivalry game that came to the one point game. I, I told you last week this this games always come down to the last one between them two and another classic. Definitely a classic. Um, I understood why they went for two. If you were watching that game, you you would have seen T.J. Watt is the best pass rusher in the NFL, hands down. I said it earlier. He has he's leading the league in sacks by two sacks, and he's missed two games. Boy, I have not seen Lamar get this much pressure in his face in a while. I'm talking about one play hike before he could even really set the throw. Nah, it was scary. I, I felt for him. Uh, if they went, if they went to overtime, the Steelers would have beat him. Either way, Steelers win this game. Uh, Hardball knew it. Uh, it was one of them situations like we can't keep playing this game. This, this is a physical game. Uh, sad they lost like that. Also, even worse news: they lost Marlon Humphreys for the yes, season. Yes, yes. Uh, that's their best cor- cornerback, and sad, 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 sad. sad. All right, next we have 49ers and Seahawks. We both lost that. Yeah, we did. For some reason, I was fine with the 49ers because they were so hot. Russell wants to get his first win since his finger surgery, and I still believe this is going to be his last year with the Seahawks. Like, the, it's been not – it's not for a change, honestly. You know what I mean? Like, Aaron Rodgers had Mike McCarthy for almost 10-plus years, and he, once he got um the new head coach, Mike Mike LaFleur, I think Matt it was. Matt LaFleur, yeah. They, they, won thir- they won 13 games in, in two straight years. I think it's time for a new, in, a new change, new head coaching, and maybe, you know, revive that uh, Seahawks offense again, which I think is going to happen soon. Uh, I think Wilson's definitely out. Um, the reports he's linked, uh, Philly has interest in him. But even when they win – they're not looking like the Seahawks we remember. I'm not even talking with Legion of Boom. I'm talking about, like, when DK was a rookie. This team it doesn't look like Russell really wants to be there anymore, bro. Like you could tell. That shows in the team. Um, the They did a fake punt, 73 yards for a touchdown. That was the difference in the game. Uh, your boy Jimmy Gorlop, well, whatever, Jimmy G, he's a bum. Can we please get him out the league? Can we please? <laughs> can we please? He, he's, he's one of them. Uh, Trey Lance might as well give him the playing time at this time because Jimmy G's making these terrible decisions and it cost him the game. I seen the end of this game and it, for a split second I said San Fran's gonna pull this out. Then I'm like, no, Jimmy G's the quarterback. And what did he do? Blew it, blew it, terrible. All right, next we got uh, Chiefs and Broncos. All of a sudden, Chiefs got a good defense now. All of a sudden, they're playing good defense now. You're getting the probably the worst ever of all time and look like one of the best in the NFL, NFL right now. I'm like, holy shit. But this probably, you know, get all that Super Bowl hangover right now. They're playing as a good team right now. But surprising stuff, you, Lamont, back-to-back games, Patrick Mahomes has not thrown a touchdown. 
Yes, yes. I'm like, when I read that, I'm like, holy shit, this man's supposed to be one of the greatest of all time already. But he's not playing fundamental football. He wants to get that highlight uh, YouTube rival TikTok moment. Like, you know what I mean? He wants to get that 55 million yard um, throw. Like, dude, just go back to the basics. Go back to the drawing board. It's, it's going to come back, you know what I mean? But when you're trying to get the highlight real play and all the time, you're going to not have good numbers. And we know, let's be honest, for the past few years, the Patrick Mahomes, 300 yards, 400 yards, 300 yards, 400 yards, five touchdowns, four touchdowns, three touchdowns, five touchdowns. That's the Patrick Mahomes we've all been accustomed to for the past couple of years. And for him to see this, you know, a down downward year, it's a little weird. But, man, like I said before, he needs to go back to the basics. Oh, definitely. Uh, again, like you said, all of a sudden, this team has a defense. <laughs> All right, dude, it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> that this team, that this, but this team shot of nowhere just is defensively good again. But I feel like they do this sometimes, like their defensive fall off. The only thing, like last year, the difference was that Mahomes was playing so good that it didn't matter that their defense was suspect at first. Now Mahomes is. Mahomes is, like you said, he's doing the same thing, highlight plays. It's all he's really he looks for. The difference is now teams know that's what he wants. So they're, they're playing defense according to stopping the highlight plays, and it has been working. So Mahomes, get your shit together. Uh, if you play right, like fundamentally, uh, probably be in the Super Bowl again. But if you don't, you're not going to. All right, next we got one of the weirdest, weirdest wildest Monday night game in a very long time. The Patriots versus Bills. Patriots come out to win this game with Mac Jones going, throwing the ball two for three times for 19 yards. Well, if I read you that stat for, for a quarterback to win an entire game, would, to win a game, would you believe me? No. 19 yards. <laughs> most, most players, most quarterback get that in the first play of the game most of the time. Um, before the game, I think the, the, the wind gust was, I think, 45 miles per hour. I'm like, holy shit. And move the goalpost. Yes, and then Patriots do Patriots thing. Ah, it's a little too windy. We're not passing the ball today. Matt Jones, hand the ball off. We're going to run the ball. And then, dude, Patriots, seven straight win of the year. The best team in the AFC right now. The number one seed. When does it stop? The, the Patriots cannot keep getting away with this. Like, I need, I, I need, I need another, you know, rain. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I thought, I thought Kansas City was gonna be, you know, the, the best. You know, the, the next Patriots. You know, a few years ago, we thought the Colts was gonna be that team. You know, the Tennessee. No, it's a goddamn Patriots number one seed. They keep winning these games since I was eleven years old. Eleven. I am thirty-one, and they're still winning games. They're still the number one seed. To me, personally, this is his best coaching job since two thousand one, when they won the first Super Bowl. The second best coaching job since 2008 when Tom Brady went down. This is his third, I think, his most influential coaching for a rookie quarterback. Who would thought, like, man, maybe the, the Patriots might even just win eight games, nine games this year? No, nobody thought in a million years this year. Besides, you know, pay, real Patriots fan, like, we're going to have the number one seed again? I didn't think that was going to happen, man. I thought the, the Bills was going to take control of the AFC West for the next two to five years. And let's uh, the Bills are disappointed. Oh, Disappointment. Definitely. definitely. I don't know what happened with them, bro. But let's shout out Bill Belichick because we can't pass the ball. We're gonna run like a motherfucker. 
Harris had 10 carries for a buck 11 and a touchdown. So he averaged 11.1 yards a carry. Then you had Stevenson, 24 carries, had 78 yards. Still not bad. You have four carries from Bolden, and even Aguilar got a run. And then Kendrick Bourne gets a run. Jonu Smith gets a run. Even Mac Jones ran the ball. So it's like Bill Belichick shows you it time and time again why he is that coach. He's definitely, arguably, the greatest coach ever. People might want to argue, but it's it's true. He shows us all the time why he's that guy. And I, and I, I want to give shots out to the, a player they picked up because they picked up someone. It went under the radar, but Matthew Judon. Oh has my been God! Balling, dude. uh, the Raider, the Ravens miss him a lot right now. This was a big mistake to let him go, and then he goes to a team like this. Sheesh! This team is this team is not a joke. He had a sack, a tackle for loss. I mean, this Patriots doing. And, and remember, Jamie Collins is just coming back off injury, so they're getting another decent <laughs> linebacker that can rush. This. So it's it's yeah yeah. Whatever. Some over this. Before we start predicting time, Lamar, I want to I say one thing. Um, when the Colts come back from, the, from their bye, guess who we play? Who? Oh. The Patriots. Oh, which should be awesome. I'm not, I'm not going to get too deep because, you know, I'm going to talk about my preview for next week for next week's show, but it's going to be a wild game. I'm going to say that for sure. All right. I have, so, I have faith. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the week four predictions. And don't worry, guys. I will be better with my picks this time. Don't worry. We'll see. Thursday night. God damn it. We got Steelers and Vikings. It's a primetime game. I got Steelers. I got the Vikings in this game. Go, Kirk Cousins. Um, I need the Steelers to lose this game. Hold on. Before we continue, fans, I'm going to take it more serious. And then this is what you do. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Next, we got um, Ravens and Browns. Like I said, the losing Humphrey is going to be a big blow. I got Browns in this game. Going Ravens. I don't see Lamar dropping two. Especially, remember, four inners, then that loss. He got he got to go off. You said Browns, right? Yeah. All right, next we got Jags and Tech, uh, Titans. Titans have been trending downward lately, you know, especially, you know, with a, a lot of key injuries going down. I'm going to grind, man. Third win in the season. Let's go. Again, I have to call you out. You just said you were going to take these picks more serious. And you, you know, you know, Tennessee, because there's a chance Julio could play if he's healthy enough. Okay. Julio, Julio with the Titans reminds me of Andre John Johnson with the Titans. It's All right, but we're not worried about that. It doesn't matter. His <laughs> presence is a double team. <laughs> All, All right. Next, we got Raiders and Chiefs. Chiefs has been playing phenomenal ball lately. Granted, I know that Patrick Mahomes has been throwing many touchdowns, but the defense has stepped it up. And Raiders, the team that's turning downwards again, I got Chiefs winning this game, but in a close game. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs, but don't be surprised if it's the last, last, Last minute play, last drive play. All right, next we got Saints and Jets. Like I said before, Saints play bad one week, play great next week. I'm going to Saints in this game. Yep, me too. Cowboys in Washington. This might be a, a low-key sleeper game of the week. I don't trust the Cowboys in December. Why would I watch in this game? Uh, yo, I picked that team too, dude. <laughs> 
All right. And remember, guys, the NFC East is not clinched yet. The Cowboys do another game or two. It's a wide open. Let the Eagles win out, baby. We went out. We got like four more division games. We're good. Yes, you got that. That's the next four months. The next month for you guys is key Crucial. games every single week. This is playoff games for the rest of the season for you guys. Yep. All right, moving on to the Falcons and Panthers. Panthers have been trending downward lately. I believe uh, Christian McCaffrey is gone for the year, like we said before. Him being gone, not the same running back. He'll be that that one um, dominant running back. And plus, Falcons have been playing good football lately. I got Falcons, Falcons in this game. Uh, I'm going Panthers. Whoa. All right, next we got Seahawks and Texans. Seahawks come off a good win. Texans is just going to shut out loss. And Texans did not look – nothing worked in that game at all. I got Seahawks in this game. Same, I'm going Seahawks. Texans are looking terrible. Lions and Broncos. Viewers, the audience, culture gang, hear me out. The Lions are going back-to-back wins. Booking it right now. Like I said before, like you, you've been saying all year long, Lions have been playing in close, close games year, I mean, week in and week out, week in and week out, heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. So Lions turns now to break some hearts. I got Lions in this game. Yeah, me too. I've been picking the Lions like I picked them like four times this year, and all four times they were very close. I, I actually picked them against the Eagles. Remember that? Yeah. I, I've been picking this team. This team is, is is not as bad as the record shows. All right, next we got Giants and Chargers. Giants, like I said, Danny Dines not managing this. Um, I, I think he, I think he might be done for the season if you're looking for uh, a specialist for your neck. So I got Chargers winning winning um winning this game. Herbert about to do what he did to the Eagles. 300 yards. <laughs> Chargers win. Chargers win, Cass. This game right here is two inconsistent teams going at it right now. 49ers and Bengals. I'm going to Bengals at home. Damn it, Kev. Same. I feel like Burrow and Chase ha- are, have to have to show something this game as a duel. All right, next we got Bills and Buccaneers. Bills in a must-win game. For some reason, Tom Brady doesn't lose in December. I feel like he, to me, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, especially when it comes into wintertime. They got Buccaneers in this game. Yeah, we shouldn't we, we, we shouldn't even ask. We knew we were picking the Bucs. <laughs> Why? This something like game, Bears and Packers. Like, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. It should be called Chicago Rodgers after, since his stint with the, since he's been with the, um, the Packers. I think he only lost, what, 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 two or three games in his career against the Bears. Sunday night, December, everybody playing good football in the, in the Packers. Yeah, Packers in a blowout win. Not even close. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. And just to throw this out there now, uh, what if him and Devontae don't choose the Vikings but choose the Bears? <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to say F you to the Packers, right? I'm just yeah, saying. Just, just a thought in my head. Just a thought in my head. All right. Monday night could easily be possibly game of the year, a, a, a possible playoff matchup. Rams and Cardinals. This right here is going to be a great, great game. I'm going with the Rams in this game. Going Cardinals. And I'm going cards based off this. Uh, you just got D Hop back. You got. Murray back. They showed you what they can do. Um, the Rams, they remind me of a Hollywood chick. Uh, they get excited and they let you down. Um, OBJ had a good game. Uh, based off his career, usually when he has a good game, he has an 
a shitty game. Uh, Matthew Stafford hasn't really been looking great. I mean, granted, you beat up on the Jags. That's not the Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals this one. All right. Well, that, that was our prediction for week 14, Colts in the bye week. So thank God because we, we need the rest. And I feel this week's going to be a wild week. I feel like right now we're going to see every team play their asses off because they're fighting for their playoff, you know, their lives right now. And some teams, you know, that are eliminated, guess what? They want to spoil that, that Cinderella, Cinderella run that team has. So expect, expect a lot of upsets this weekend. I, I guarantee it. So, Lamont, before we head to, you know, to our open discussions with sports and all that stuff, I want to, you know, just give you an update with how the playoffs standing is going so far. So, the AFC, the number one seed, New England, I would never thought that a day in my life, especially this year, nine and four. Number two, we got Tennessee, eight and four. I feel like Tennessee might drop down to the four seed with so many injuries. I don't think they're going to hold on to that two seed. Baltimore, we got number three, at eight and four. I feel like Baltimore might finish at the, at the three seed. Number four, we got Kansas City, eight and four. Right now, they're looking one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I feel like they might jump to the number two seed this year. After that, five, we got um, the Chargers at seven and five. Six, Bengals, seven and five. Number seven, Buffalo Bills. Who would have thought? We all thought Buffalo Bills was an easy contending Super Bowl team this year. Am I right? And for them to probably the last seed. And number eight, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at number eight. And number nine, Indianapolis, baby, seven and six. Right now, for us to make the playoffs, we need things to go our way. I believe the Colts can make it the playoffs automatically with a, with a four-one record. If they go three and two for the next five games, they need a lot of help. So, what's your what's your thoughts on these standings? Anything that stands out to you? Are you serious? Yeah. Why are the Patriots number one seed? <laughs> <laughs> like why? And uh, you know, but. I mean, a, a lot of them you really can't be too surprised about. Um, that's the most surprising, though. Who would have ever thought that would be the Patriots? The, 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 the Bills, they're not playing great, but that's not a surprise when you have the Patriots playing good. You don't usually see two teams from that division good at the same time. It's just hard because like you guys are seven and six, Bengals are seven and five, Bills are seven and five. Then you got one, two, three, four teams that have six wins. So that race for that playoff spot is crazy, bro. Like y'all have to best case scenario just went out. Yeah. That's the best <laughs> thing to do. Just went out. All right. Next with the a, the NFC. Lamont, I'll be honest with you, the NFC might no the moment scene might be not might not be clinched until the last week of the season. I'm saying it right oh, yeah. now, because right now between the first and three seed, they're so so they're literally a game behind each other. Number one, we got Arizona ten and two. Number two, we have uh, Green Bay nine and three. Number three, we got Tampa Bay nine and three. The four uh, Dallas Cowboys eight and four. Cowboys will win a division by the skin of their teeth. I'm game. I'm saying it right now. Number five, we got uh, the Rams. Number six, Washington. Number seven, San Francisco 49ers. And number eight. Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not going to lie to you. This year, you bash the Eagles a lot, a lot, a lot. You say, they're not going to make the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. They're literally a game behind the 49ers. And right there, to show you that this rebuilding process is working, little by little. The flower is growing, and Nick Sergeant said. What? All right. End the fucking show. (laughs) End the show. He's high. Let me make this clear. They're beating shitty teams. Same thing I told you before. 
when you before y'all beat a good team. But what was my thing? Beat a good team, right? That's what I kept saying. Again, look at their wins. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I told you, I told you after the Chargers game where we just lost, and I was like, man, that was a pretty good game. But in reality, this team should not be a playoff team. Not even close. Uh, I'm not gonna be mad. I just feel like the NFL, the NFC East sucks so bad that we look better than we are. I still think my team sucks. I could say it proud. They suck. But I also did tell you, I think off camera, I was like, how crazy would it be if both our teams were shitty at that time? I said, they're going to go on win streaks and don't be surprised if they make a run in the playoffs. And you were like, that would be crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that would be crazy because I talk shit all year. I'm going to keep talking shit. Maybe they'll win more. All right, so my, my last NFL topic for today. Um, I want to see. Do you do? do I want to see if you agree with me. The MVP this year will not be in the AFC. I feel like whoever, whatever team gets the number one seed in the NFC will be MVP this year. Either Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, or Tom Brady. That's it. Do you agree with me? I mean, I, I just feel like you got to give it to A Rod. Thus far, if we're picking this A Rod, then it's probably. Tom and then Kyler's <laughs> Kyler's third, but he's third because he's missed games. Yes, yeah. So that hurts him. But right now it's one A and one B. So A Rod, Tom. So if just say Cardinals finish with the number one seed, do you think Connor gets the gets the MVP? No. It depends. It depends. It strictly depends on how A Rod and Brady play from this point out. He can win all right, what to five more games. He can win five more games, right? But if these guys continue their play as well. It's still like, yo, but you played less games. Because remember, that happened to Carson. Carson literally got robbed by Brady when he was clearly the MVP of the league. He had more touchdowns and less games than Wilson. Better record than everybody in the NFL. And he got robbed because he, he didn't play the last two games. He got injured. Well, last three games. I just feel like injuries hurt you more than they should. Kyler could easily be the... MVP with how he played the first half of the season, but they won't give it to him. He, he missed like two two games, three games. No. All right, so we're gonna towards the head the, the home stretch of the show. Right now, I'm just gonna give you my my topic of the day with basketball. Danny Litter has come out and said that he wants to he wants Ben Simmons. But man, when I heard that, two things went in my head. One, Damien's a real dude because he see that Ben Simmons is going through a lot. And he's like, you know what? Let me try to help him out since the league, you know, trying to you know sh- not not shut him out, but the Sixers are trying to do him dirty. Same situation when he do with Carmelo Anthony with the NBA. The NBA shut out Carmelo Anthony. He was like, yo, I want, I want Carmelo Anthony to bring him over here. So for David Little to shout out to say he wants Ben Simmons, you got to get him props for that because um, you don't see no big stars coming out. Yo, Ben Simmons comes out here. We'll, we'll help you out. You know what I mean? All this stuff. It's his game. So I mean, you know what? That, that, that's pretty dope because, you know, you got to see it from the bigger perspective. You know what I mean? Like he sees Ben Simmons mentally. He's going through a lot. Let me use my platform. You know, I'm a big name in, in Portland. Let me bring him here, and maybe I can help him revital his career. Basically, how they were coming, Anthony. So that definitely shout out to Dan for doing that. Second thing, Dan be wild. The same thing with Ben Simmons. All right, I'm gonna give you the other perspective of this. You should want like yo, I, I want Luca over here. I want Jason Tatum over here. You want Ben Simmons? I'm like, oh man, that's. That's a tough one because, like, the point is going to have to give up uh, C.J. McCullen. In reality, you, you can't keep C.J. and Ben Simmons in the same team. I feel like 
Sixers are going to want a, a, a key piece. You know what I mean? They're not going to be, oh, hey, oh, because Dane, you said you want Ben. Take him. Not going to happen. They're going to want uh, CJ McCollum. So the only good thing I can see this coming from this is I think Portland is ranked 30th in, in defense. So maybe uh, Ben Simmons can play, you know, solid uh, shutdown defense and possibly push them up to a top 15. That's about it. But when it comes to offensive scoring-wise, maybe Dane could push that out. And maybe he can start shooting more. But as of right now, we're talking about today only. Ben Simmons for the offensive wise, it's not gonna be a good fit. They're gonna probably struggle in offense, but it'll, it'll be cool to see Ben and 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 Dame. It could be a, a crazy dynamic between them two. You you're not getting. You don't have to give up CJ anymore. That's what I think you're missing. Um, and they don't have anybody really defensively that's good like that. So getting Ben is really beneficial for their team. And Ben doesn't have to feel the need to score then because let's be honest, in Portland, he doesn't need to score, especially if you could pull something off to get him and keep CJ. Because at this point, nobody wants Ben. So Philly has to take whatever you offer him, offer him something, something, anything that's not CJ. If you could keep CJ, Dame, and Ben, dude, that team is, that team is very scary. And then you, it allows Ben to shoot when he's ready. My thought, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just feel like we're sleeping on Ben. Ben is still a, an amazing talent. Uh, did we forget where he's playing? Philly. It's the hardest city in the world to play. Period. All right. And it got me thinking as well, too. Just say the trade goes down and they trade CJ to the Sixers. What Sixers is basically getting is another Tobai Harris type of player who can get, create his own shot. But when they're consistent, they're pretty off. And when they're hot, they're hot. So basically, you're going to have the same two players in the same exact team. You're just getting a, a Tobai Harris 2.0, in my opinion. So that's just me. All right. So, Lamont, do you, do you have any topics you want to talk about today? No, sir. Not not this week. All right, you, you touched on the Ben Simmons. You took it right from my mouth. <laughs> pause. No, yeah. <laughs> Super pause. Oh, my God. Bye. After that. Bye. All right. All right. Well, this is definitely a great show. Um for um, people who want to comment below, uh, let us know what's your predictions for next week's schedule and also what you think about the Colts doing so far, you know, up-and-coming team, the, also the Eagles, possible QB controversy, and also what's your thoughts with Damian Leonard saying that he wants to play with Ben Simmons? Uh, please comment below. And before we end this, on the mall, where can they follow you at? You can find me at Facebook, guys. <laughs> and also please hit the subscribe button and be part of the culture game. And this is Culture Sports.